Today's Daily DVR is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Cufflinks.com. Head on over to Cufflinks.com and use code DVR20 to save 20% off your order, no minimum. You've heard me talk about Cufflinks before. You know all the awesome, geeky, as well as super high-class products they have. And if you check their homepage, they're always listing a bunch of deals for you. And, of course, I did just tell you one, DVR20. So go ahead and use that. And you know what? You still got to look good, people. We know you got to be careful out there. We still got corona going on, but you can still look good if you're zooming it or even if you're just walking past someone looking outside a window. So head on over to cufflinks.com today. Use code DVR20 and save. Thank you, Cufflinks. Welcome back to Daily DVR. We once again have a fantastic show for you today. My name is Axel. With me today is Andy. We're going to be talking about Lego. Before we get into that, I want to remind everyone to go to DVRpodcast.com. Check out all our great podcasts. Impeachment is on Hulu now, so you can watch that and go listen to our podcast. You can go watch The Mayor of Kingstown on uh, Paramount Plus while you're watching Picard. And then you can listen to us talk about it. And pretty soon, Heath and I are going to be back with regular episodes every week to cover the last and final season of Better Call Saul, which is pretty awesome. I'm very excited about that. It's crazy. I mean, Heath and I, I, you know, sometimes I forget what shows people watch. I was like, Heath, you watch that, right? He's like, yeah, I love, of course. I was like, yeah, we did all those. (laughs) Didn't you guys podcast like you were two on Breaking Bad? Yes, we did. And so, but it's like. I'd be shocked if he didn't watch it. I know. I just forget, right? There's like so much (laughs) stuff out there and I I feel like I don't want to like just you know infer that he has been watching it or something you know but yeah that worked out so that's going to be awesome so check that out dvr podcast become a patron patreon.com slash dvr we appreciate all the fantastic patrons and uh i think that's all the stuff i had to say so oh yeah and i hope everyone liked the last episode with mike that was a lot of fun to have him come back did you get a chance to listen to mike and i talk about his movie andy I, I listened to the first few minutes and I haven't gotten back to finish it yet, but I am, it is definitely high on my list to do because I, yeah. I love hearing, hearing Mike talk. So, yeah, that was a good one. It was fun talking to him after he hadn't been on the pod since the last season of Game of Thrones. I was going to say it, it's been quite a while. I yeah. hadn't heard his, it was the first time I've heard his voice in quite a couple of years, I know. Yep. Yeah. It was very cool. But today, of course, here's Andy. He or we are, we've already been talking, but today we're going to be talking about Lego. This is something, a passion, an obsession, a love that both Andy and I share. We text each other some pictures of Lego or what we bought or what's coming out. And we always talked about doing a podcast about it. So we came up with a bunch of kind of questions to ask each other and that kind of stuff. We're going to go over all that. But before we do that, let's just say hi. What's up, Andy? Do you have anything you want to say? Welcome back to the show, of course. Well, it's always, it's always great to be here. I don't really have a whole lot to say. I'm kind of excited to talk about this because 
I think just about every other time, well, not every time, but most of the time we're talking about movies and TV and yep. it's, it's, this will be a nice change of pace, even though a lot of my movie and TV love intersects with Lego. So that's true. What can I say? <laughs> and that's something we'll talk about too, because IP is a big part of, uh, of, of being a Lego maniac and what we are. We'll let you, we got to see, this is the thing is like when I, you're absolutely right. Like I'm not even thinking like I was just about to say a fall and people don't know Uh what the hell that means. That means adult fan of Lego. And if I say mock or MOC, that means my own creation, something that you designed and built all on your own. Cause I think something that I noticed when I first started making MOCs is that people would be like, Oh, that's a cool set. What set that is. And I'd be like, no, I made that. I designed it and made it myself. And that's like, I feel like a compliment, right? But yeah, oh, for sure. I think a lot of people don't understand that there's a lot of people who do that, right? Like that's a big, there's a lot of people out there. Lego has really shifted focus. That's part of them becoming like the biggest toy brand in the world is shifting focus and recognizing that adults love Lego. It's it's really shocking how many. I didn't realize it till I started. I mean, I realized it here three, four years ago, finally. But when you start getting onto some of the Facebook groups or YouTube videos or Instagram, yeah. and it is it is crazy. And some of the stuff you it mind if you have no idea about it, it's so mind blowing the first time you see what people are creating. It's it's not what the toy, not what Lego was when all of us were five years old. Yes. Exactly. And actually, to start off the show, I wanted, we didn't even get a chance to talk about it, but we could just have kind of a conversation about um, Lachlan and I this past Sunday went to a, like a Lego convention called Bricks Cascade that took place out here at the Oregon Convention Center. And I put a, put a bunch of photos up on the Facebook and maybe I'll put a couple extra photos of some of this stuff. Um, along with uh, when I post this podcast up on the website. But that was a really cool event. Um, did you get a chance to see some of those pictures or did you have, was there anything that you, any some questions? Some of that stuff you had? was amazing. I mean, it looked like some of those models were like six feet by eight feet. Big. I mean, they looked like they were massive. Yes. That's the thing. Let me say that was like my initial thing. If we were talking as Lego fans, you would say, what was like, what, what did you kind of, what did you pick up going to this show? What I picked up on is that I was surprised. What's really popular in these conventions is for like a group of people to get together and do like a whole table of like a pirate scene or um, like they, oh. they did like Jurassic Park yeah. scene, right? Like a whole okay. table that's like 50 plates, which is like a standard Lego plate, right? And yep. they do like 50 and they, and they kind of design it. Different people do a different part of it, like as a community build. And they do this leading up to the actual convention, right? Like that's the purpose of making it. So yep. they get to kind of get together every week or sh- and then they bring their part home, but then they talk really about how they work together and join them together. Um, and you, do, of course you still have the, the standard like single 
dude or girl who makes just one thing, a house or a picture or something like that. But I noticed that a lot of these big colossal builds like you're talking about, uh, where a group of people, I think the one that won best in show was a husband and wife team, but they had some friends too that built it with them. Um, Cause yeah, the, the scale that's, that's what I couldn't yeah. get over is the scale of the stuff. Because yes. I mean, you, you'd almost have to build it in separate areas because most places you don't, most people don't have a room or a basement that's big enough to house yep. something like that all <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> yep. The old storage thing. That's always the problem, right? Like where are you going to put all this stuff <laughs> yeah. and build these big things? Once you build them, where are you going to put them? And I think the point is, is that they build it for the show. And then I was following along with some of them later on Facebook or Instagram. And they would show like when they got home, they like took the whole thing apart. So then when they, when they're done with that, then they just tear it all apart and then they start planning something for next year. Exactly. Wow. They take it up. They take a bunch of pictures of it. Right. So, and that's the great thing is that. A, a thing of the thing with Lego is you can build something amazing and intricate, take pictures of it, remember and document how you built it. And once you take it apart, not only can you rebuild it, but other people can build something like that as well. Mm-hmm. So I think they look at it like that, that it's kind of, I don't know if they're calling it like kind of temporary art, even like, uh, you know, some people who work with like nature and stuff like that, you know, rivers and tides, Andy Goldsworthy. Um, There's other artists like that, too. But I think that that is a part of it, that it's like a temporary construction just for this occasion. And then they take it apart and use those pieces for the next project. Man, that's just that's it's it's amazing. And just the bit of building that I've done over the years, I know how long some of that stuff takes and the amount of time that those people have to have that, that they invest in that is just, that's, it's amazing. It's awe inspiring because yeah. it's man, they, they must not have any young kids either. Cause that's <laughs> like right now I wouldn't have time to do that, but man, it's just, it, I, like I said, the scale was just what really wowed me and the, and how intricate it is. Cause that intricacy that takes a lot of time to figure that out. Yes. And it's, it's very impressive. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Overall, the convention, the way they had it is like it was just a big square room. And the way I I always do this, whenever we're going somewhere here, I'm always like nervous before because I'm like, oh, all my memories of going to big conventions and things are those of going to like the Jacob Javits Center in New York and going to book fairs and toy fairs. And my dad used to take me to all, we used to just go to all these type of crazy conventions at Jacob Javits. One time, I remember one time we went to one where they were like selling TV shows, like international TV shows. Oh, wow. That's cool. Yeah. It was crazy. (laughs) Um, But when you, that is like a huge convention center and just getting into the city is so tough. This was so easy, man. I was like there in like 15 minutes. You just like go up an elevator, walk a little bit. And then it's just a big square room. And all around on on the outskirts are vendors selling stuff, selling old sets, selling. 
Okay. So like that where you were at, like the, where the actual displays were, was it like the size of like a, a high school gym or something? I mean, how, how big of an area are you talking here? That is, I would say it's a good description. I would say as big as a double gym. Okay. So that's still pretty good size though. Yeah, it was pretty. And I mean, you definitely can't, I mean, you can't compare it to New York because I mean, New York is New York. Nothing compares to New York. So yeah. that's still pretty big size though. <clears throat> it's yeah. impressive. It was, it was pretty, it was fairly large. There were, I think that there were like maybe 30 or so vendors, maybe 40. Um, so if you can imagine that, like on the walls all around a big kind of rectangular square of a room and then, yep. and then as you went in the, t- they did it very nicely. So you could walk down the rows were different themes. So they would have, like I said, like pirates, oh, okay. space, art, and a big thing that Lego does now, as we both know, is to do like literal paintings with Lego. So the pieces create the shading and the actual, you know, picture, whether, you know, they ha- now they have like the Beatles, Elvis, Marilyn Monroe, they, and yep. they do them for like Star Wars and all that, like it's Boba Fett's head or whatever. So there's there's a whole section for that. Then there's a section um, like Mecca is pretty big too. Um, yep. Let's see what what were some of the other sections they had. Viking was one section, which is one of my favorites. Um, <laughs> they had, and then they had like what I'm talking about where. The section, instead of it being a group of separate builds, was just one huge build, like the Jurassic Park section was just one huge park that they all the people work together on. Um, And then so we're all we're all of these people and the vendors. I mean, knowing how you like to talk to everybody, I'm assuming you found out some of this. Was everybody kind of local or was it like the whole Pacific Northwest? There were people coming from a long ways away to this thing or people come from all over the country, but it is definitely concentrated West coast and yeah, you know, uh, I guess Midwest is where it's concentrated on, but it's a pretty big event. It's one of the larger ones I think that they have because Lego, it is an official Lego event, you know, like it's, it, oh, it is an official. I didn't yeah. realize that. Okay. So they have, it's not, it's like other people run it, but le- it's Lego sanctioned. So yeah, endorsed means, or whatever. Exactly. So you can't buy any, anything that anyone sells there, like printed bricks or anything that is not official Lego stuff. Yep. They have to say it is not official Lego and they don't sell anything that's not Lego. If you catch my drift, you know, there's like yep. that. I, I understand a hundred percent fine line. So you're not going to get any Chinese knockoff stuff. You're not going to get Creo. You're not going to get mega blocks. You're not going to get any of that kind of stuff, but you do get stuff that that people either print or make certain molded stuff that's not Lego, but that Lego kind of turns a blind eye to like military stuff. Yep. Like, you know, Lego stuff that they don't make. Exactly. Yeah. Because we both know Lego is a very progressive, like 
anti-war in a sense company, even though they ended for a long time, they didn't have any guns or anything like that. But then the IP, they broke that rule. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think the guns even besides star Wars blasters, I think the first time they really did any of that was with some of the Marvel stuff has got guys have guns. Yeah. But otherwise it had been a long time. It's been pretty recent when they started loosening that up a little bit. Yep. The Bricks Cascade thing. It was really cool. We walked around a bunch. I bought some stuff. I've ended up spending like, I don't know, it was like 60 bucks or something. And then I look in the bag and it was because I bought like, paid like $1.50 for 60 little pieces. <laughs> you know, that's, like, that's what I was going to ask. Yeah. That's the most important question. How much? I was going to ask you if you got out of there for under $100 because I, I know there's no yep. way in hell I would have. Yeah. I don't even know what they all had besides the pictures I saw of yours, and I guarantee I would have spent – oh, yeah, that's a – we'll talk about the money part of this later, but, yeah, that's always a concern for – well, my wife for sure when it comes to me. See, I'm pretty good because I don't – have a hankering for certain older sets. So I don't really even look at a lot of the older boxes and stuff. I'm interested in just specific pieces or minifigures or something that maybe inspired me to build something Hmm. more so than I am in a specific set. And I think the real money Except, I mean, of course, if I could find a deal on some of the modulars, which are the buildings, um, I would maybe think about that if it was like some of uh, the old, like the original set, if I could not get it for too much. But that's the problem is, man, like you're talking about, it's the IP stuff that really gets like, there's some of those old Star Wars sets are like $800. Uh-huh. That's and I was going to add for people that don't know what you're talking about. The modulars are the really, really like 18 and up sets, and they're usually over $200, sometimes up in the $300 range when they're brand new. Yeah. And now on the secondary market, those are still going for like double the price. Yes. So that's, I didn't realize how cool those sets are, but yeah, some of those old ones are hard to get. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So I didn't end up spending that much because I wasn't going to get that. And a lot of times, too, um, I already know what those things are. And if I really wanted it, I could get it off eBay or whatever, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Or Facebook or marketplace or something. Um, but it's the, it's the specific little parts that I n- maybe wouldn't notice unless they put it out on a table or printed things. Like I got a bunch of like little bathroom signs, like with a little man and woman on it, you know, like that kind of, yep. cause that's just an awesome thing to have. You stick it on a bathroom and you're making a building. It makes it look so much cooler. Yeah. Those know? little, the little, de- that's, that's the cool thing about the modulars. It's the, the, like, they're so and detailed and they're so you can actually open them up and look in there and it, yep. it looks like it's like a model. It's not even like a Lego. It looks like a model. You can make it like a model house. Yep. And it's the level of detail on those expensive sets is just amazing. Yeah, that's my shit, man. I mean, well, let's get into it. When you were, were you into Lego as a kid, what got you into it initially? Were you into it as a kid? And then how did you get back into it as an adult? What brought you back in? Well, I've got this is a very long and complicated. I've got a long and complicated relationship with Lego. As, <laughs> er, as early as I can remember, maybe this I mean, is like a reality of, TV oh, show. Sorry, what were you going to say? <laughs> no, I was just saying it's like a reality TV show we're talking about now. Your long yes. and complicated, dramatic oh, it, Lego relationship. The, uh, when I was, 
I couldn't have, it could have been, I must've been five or six. I was really young. I don't remember this Christmas, but I've seen the pictures of it. And there was one Christmas where a bunch of my aunts and uncles all gave me Lego for Christmas. And there's a, uh, like a famous in our family, famous family picture of my, all my uncle, aunts and uncles downstairs in the basement building with the Legos. They're all in there. And I apologize if anybody, if I say Legos, Lego, people, yeah. some people are crazy about that, but I'm going to say both. They were all downstairs playing with the Lego and I was upstairs playing with my toy tractors and they were up to like three in the morning building with all of my toys that I had gotten because I didn't care about them at that point. Um, after a couple more years, I got into it more. And I mean, between the ages of eight and I think all the way up till I was almost 14 or 15, I was still even till I got seventh, eighth grade. I still was occasionally messing around with builds and, and it was a lot of it was just whatever I could get. I mean, I didn't have, we didn't have, didn't have a lot of money back then. So it was a lot of times I relied on Christmas presents from people and I was into a hodgepodge of everything at that point. It was the city stuff, the castle stuff, the space stuff, basically whatever people gave me, I just made it all work. And they all, I put everything, I, the castle was on main street next to the gas station and was big into it then. And then got out of it after, well, did you want to talk about your kid part first before I move on to the next part or no, go ahead, bro. You're, you're, okay. you're steaming ahead. Do it. Okay. So the next, after that, I didn't, I didn't get, I kind of probably early nineties from like 91, 92 till 1999. I didn't touch them, put them in a box at my parents. house, didn't even think about them again until uh, a small movie called uh, Star Wars The Phantom Menace came out. Mm-hmm. And they started releasing the first... I didn't buy any of the Phantom Menace stuff, but they really started releasing... They did a partnership with Lucasfilm, and there was an X-Wing and a TIE fighter from the original Star Wars trilogy in Lego. And I was never lost my love for Star Wars, so of course I had to buy those. And I got into it again for a year or two in, the, in that point. And then the same thing happened, where I kind of got away from it again and didn't really think about it for another seven or eight years until the big, the first big ultimate millennium Falcon came out. That was like 4,000 pieces and like $600 or something like that. Whatever it was at the time, I don't even remember. And my, um, my wife and my, so it was right after I was married. So it was probably 15 years ago. Um, my wife and my sister and my parents all went together and got it for me as a big Christmas present one year. That even that didn't trigger everything back. I loved building it, but I didn't really do anything with it for another almost nine or 10 years. And then five years ago is when it really, really, when I really, my new, my obsession came back and it's kind of a long story, but, um, about five years ago, one of my friends unexpectedly passed away, died. Suddenly he was like 37, a year younger than me at the time. And he was basically before I did podcasting. He was basically my friend in real life that I po- we did podcast, obviously, but all of our conversations were like podcasts. We went to all the Star Wars movies together, all the Marvel movies, basically any movie or TV show that my wife didn't care about. Jeff and I went to all this stuff, and we would it's kind of thing where we'd sit in the car for two hours after the fact and talk about movies and all that stuff. And we were we get, basically my biggest geek friend in the area. Well, after he passed away. A couple months after that, his brother, who I'm also friends with, called me and said, hey, come over to the house. There's a bunch of stuff here that we don't want, and I think Jeff would want you to have it. Well, it turns out it was a ton of Star Wars Lego stuff. And I mean, it was there was a wow. uh, couple of the Ultimate Collector sets and just diff- all this different stuff. Now, kind of some of the stuff you were talking about before that is worth tons of money now, a lot of that stuff was there that he had had. And 
Jeff's brother was like, we don't want it. Jeff would want you to have it. I want you to just keep this stuff. So I ended up bringing all kinds of it back home with me. And I was like, I don't even know what to do with this. And I originally, I'm like, well, you know what? Or eventually I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to, I'm just going to start displaying this because Jeff was one of my best friends. It'll make me think of Jeff when I'm, when I see this stuff. So I just kind of set it out all over the place in the basement. And eventually I, and a lot of the stuff fell apart during transport or he had stuff in boxes. So I started putting it back together and I realized this is really fun. And this is really an amazing stress reliever. And at that time we were having trouble conceiving and everything else. So we had all kinds of other stress. So I keep using it as stress relief. And then I'm like, I'll keep buying a few more sets here. And then some Marvel stuff started coming out. So I'm like, I'll try getting some of that. And it basically just snowballed. And I kept using it as, like I said, a stress relief. And then it just kind of kept going and building from there. And then like during the pandemic, when you couldn't go anywhere, me and everybody else, it seems started getting into Legos as well. So I was huge into Legos and got even bigger and meet people like you. And then I start obsessing with Lego and it just yeah. like start going down rabbit holes and it's getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> and I'm just obsessed with Lego now more than ever I ever was before. So I guess that's the, that's kind of the short story turned very, extremely long. I like it. No, that's interesting. It had to keep on coming. I mean, that's, I find hobbies. It's like with my, with me and models. I forgot that I built models when I was a kid until I was building my, I was like six months into building all these models and I went to an old box and I found all these star Wars models. And then all of a sudden yep. I remembered building it models before. And I was like, Oh my God, that's right. And then I remembered, Oh, my uncle, this guy, guy, I called my uncle. He used to build models and I used to sit with him and watch. I was like, Oh wow. That was a part of my life. It just came back. That's yeah. interesting, man. Yeah. For me, it's a much quicker story. I didn't really play with Lego that much when I was a kid. We had it and I loved it. And I'm sure there was like a Christmas. I remember I wanted the train, right? But yep. I never, I had the same issue with Lego that I had uh, at some points with filmmaking, which is that I could shoot and shoot and shoot, but they had not yet invented a nonlinear video editing system that was cheap enough for people until iMovie came out. Yep. And so once I found iMovie, all of a sudden I was back into making movies because I was, I couldn't do it. Like I, I would, yeah. I, I just shot, dude, I have so much video that I just, I just shot shit. You know what uh -huh. I'm saying? But I couldn't <laughs> ever complete it. I feel the same way about Lego. When I was a kid, I would try to rebuild the set, but I didn't have the pieces, you know, to make something in my mind right? It was yep. never good enough. So I just kind of abandoned it. And I played with GI Joe's and I built stuff out of cardboard. I was huge mm -hmm. into building stuff out of cardboard when I was a kid. But then about, I don't know, maybe it was about like 10, 11 years ago, I was at my mom's house, her old house in New Jersey. And I was, she was going to sell the house and I was taking a bunch of stuff and there was this old Tupperware circular, large Tupperware thing that was full uh -huh. of our old Lego from when I was a kid. And then there was a ba a couple bags. And I said to myself, the bag was the train and all the train stuff. I took that, but I left the rest of the Lego for my sister 
because she had a daughter at the time and we, my wife and I didn't have a kid. Right. And I wasn't yep. playing with Legos or anything. I just said, but I'll take the train. Cause I love that train. So I took the train. <laughs> Turns out my mom ends up throwing out those Lego. My sister never came and picked it up. Oh. This stayed in my mind. And one day for some reason, well, I know it because I used to just go to Toys R Us sometimes, not to buy stuff, just to look at toys. I just was walking around Toys R Us and I'm walking down the aisle and I see the Apple Tree House, which which was a set that Lego came out with. I brought it up here. Where, where is it? The so Apple Tree House. It's number 5891. And what year did it came out? Because then that would tell us, that would tell us... Uh, Tell me what year, if I can figure it out on, uh, I should have done this. 2010. 2010. Okay. So it was 12 years ago. So it came out in 2010 and I'm walking down the aisle and I see it and I stopped dead in my tracks. And I was like, what the hell? This is a house. (laughs) Like, this is like a real house. Like this is like architect. Like, this is awesome. I bought that and man, that was it. I was done. I brought that home. I started building it and I was like. This is everything I always wanted to build because I always I, I'm not a fan of the old space sets, really. I'm not a fan of the old fire. I don't have that nostalgic because they don't look like kind of real enough for me. You know what I mean? Yep. They don't yeah, look. Oh yeah. I, I, I love those old sets, but I 100 percent understand what yeah. you're talking about because they're not they look. I mean, they, they're, they're toyish. They, they're they're toyetic, impressionistic it. almost. They're, not, yeah, it's, they're definitely not yeah, realistic. Exactly. They're, they're, it's like, I, I, I appreciate it because it's artistic and I love the Lego aesthetic, but I want, always wanted it to actually look like a house. Like whenever I was on the internet and, and I saw someone build like their own house in Lego, I'd be like, that's what I want to do. So that's mm-hmm. what I did. I went out and I bought all those houses and then I got obsessed with the modulars. So they have now, I guess there's what there's 17 in total. They, yeah, I think that is right. Yep. They started them before they started officially calling. There's a couple that kind of predate them, but for people who don't know what that is, these are like 3000 piece like Andy was saying models where they have interiors, like a little bathroom and stuff like that. Right. Like it, it yep. would look yeah. like it's for an adult, right? It would be like adult Lego. Um, and yeah, it just, well, and most of them now have, I have like an 18 plus. I mean, they're not, yes. they're not made yeah. for small kids. It's exactly like when you were talking about the AFOL adults for Lego, th- these are the ones that are geared towards adults They're Right. And you have to have, you have to know what you're doing They're They're not exactly easy to put together. No, some of them are complicated or repetitive builds. And if you miss a piece, you have to take it apart and go back or something yep. like oh, that. Yeah. But it, it also looks to create something like, all four walls of a house because a lot of times a Lego will not have a back so you can play with it. Right. So Mm -hmm. modulars usually are in levels like a cake that you can pick up and look into and play with. Right. Cause I do. Yeah, that's a good way to describe it. The play aspect is important. So that's what I was mostly attracted to. And then I also, at the same time, 
very soon after that, maybe 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 it was a couple of years, I don't know. They got they started the Speed Champions, which were like actual really looked like older cars instead of looking like the typical Lego car. And that also got me. So basically, when they made that transition to going after adults, they got me. And that's really what got me into it. I I mean, I I have a kid, of course, Lachlan, who's now nine. He loves Lego, too. But I've always been way more into Lego. Like, he knows that, too. He's like, Dad loves Lego more than me. (laughs) You know, know, that's... uh... Oh, I, I looked it up here. Speed Champions started in 2015. Okay, so it was a few but years later. The uh, I have the same thing. I mean, Luke has just turned five, and he's into Lego. But I have found out he's into Lego because I'm into Lego. Yeah. Because he yeah. he always yeah. wants, well, when I'm building a set now, his, his thing is, yeah, he wants to help me, of course. He wants to just put the minifigures together, which is fine. And I didn't realize it until a couple weeks ago. I took him into Target, and it was the first time he'd ever been into Target. And I told him, okay, you can pick out one, one toy. And the first line while we go to is the couple of Lego aisles. It's like, oh, this is nice. This is nice. And then I didn't realize how little he didn't care compared to the other stuff until we got into the action figures and the, the matchbox cars, all that stuff. All of a sudden he didn't care about the Lego anymore. So <laughs> I, I think he just, I'm, I'm into it way more than he is. So yeah, yeah I didn't realize it until the other things were there for him to pick, but I, he's also five is still pretty young for it. So. Yeah, that's true. And I think that's the thing, too, is that a lot of times what Lachlan would do is he would build something and then it just sits on a shelf. He doesn't ever take it apart or do something. I'm trying to get him into that idea because I think that is a thing for a lot of parents or even adults who get into it. You think, oh, once you build it, you're done. Well, that's true. It could be, you know, you have the eventual if you're crazy people like you and me. You want to make huge dioramas or you want to make what I eventually want is like a huge city that yep. includes different sections, you know, um, and that buildings and, that I would make and bridges and roads and all that kind of stuff. That would be the eventual dream. The, the part about that that's kind of sad to me, too, is when I think about my whole time with Lego. I, I mean, I love set. I love all the. I know you get uh, you're you don't not as big a fan of the IP stuff as you are, but I, or as I am. But I'm a I'm a I'm still a big fan of that, and I have a lot of sets that I leave sitting in places just because I like to. Yes, I, I like that's the way true. they look or they're cool yep. or I use them as a display piece. But at the same time, when I think about when I was a kid, and I built the like at one of the castles, I, I built for maybe a, a day, and then I would tear it down and it would turn into a space castle or it would, I was all, I was way more creative. I mean, part of that's just the amount of time you have when you're a kid too, but part of it makes me sad that that, that doesn't seem to be as much of what Lego, the creative part, it doesn't seem like Lego is pushing that as hard as the the sets now. That makes sense. Well, that's the thing, right? And we can talk about like what, what kind of themes that like you talked about. I'm not, my themes are, I love the city stuff. I love I love when they do space stuff, Viking stuff, like any of the kind of old European themes I really enjoy. And that's one of the reasons why I love the modulars is because they are predominantly like kind of old Europe architecture. They kind of broke that mold with some of the last two with the police station, which was more modern and um I actually 
breaking news. I ordered, since I didn't spend too much money at Bricks Cascade, <laughs> I ended up getting double VIP points and the free Jane Goodall little set with three little monkeys because uh -huh. I love those little monkeys. Um, and I got the um, the uh, the boutique hotel. Well, I, uh, I, I I can also break some news because when that same <laughs> promotion was going on, I got the police station. Nice. So. I was almost going to get that because I know that might retire soon. Yeah. Well, I think that just came out last year. I think that, well, earlier well, before the, ago, when I had yeah. a lot of money burning a hole in my pocket after Christmas gift cards that I got, I picked up the, uh, when I was at the Lego store at the mall of America, they had the, um, what's the big mod, the really big or the big modular, the big one that's out right now. Um, you do, you got it for Christmas, I think. Oh, um, uh, assembly square assembly square. Yes. I picked that up there. And the, when I was there, the cashier was like, I didn't even think we were getting any more of these in period. And uh, so I, I got the impression from her that they were, that was the next one going to be retired. Yeah. I think you're the, right. That's the that assembly is square. Older, so. Yeah. And that's the largest modular yet. Um, because that was the anniversary, right? What was it? The 20th anniversary? Yeah. I don't, I don't have the box of, yeah, it was a, 10th or 20th something like yeah. that yeah maybe 20th i don't remember and that yeah, had it's the a big, most pieces big set. yeah that's great that's like three different buildings it's like a kind of like a town square yeah um, that's i haven't even opened yeah. that box yet but i'm i'm very excited to dig into that one. Oh, it's so good man i put that yeah i got that for christmas that that was uh that was a lot of fun to put together <laughs> that I mean, those are my favorite. The modulars are my favorite. The Parisian restaurant is amazing. That that might be my favorite of all time. Just that they did that. The bookshop and the little um, uh, kind of apartment that's next to it. That's the stuff that I really and when it comes to the themes too, anything that echoes that has a more realistic touch. The speed champions. I try mm -hmm. to get I. I probably got all of those for the last three or four years. Cause I, I should say to continue my story, I did take a break when we moved from Durham, where we had a very big house, which comes to, cause one of the things with Lego is always space and displaying yeah. or building or where you put it all. When we moved into our house here in Portland, I stopped really, I, I kept buying stuff every once in a while, not as much, but I didn't really put together Lego or play with it, even though I had so much of it packed away. And then when Corona hit, I was like, screw this. We're in the house or whatever. You know, like I'm busting <laughs> yep. it out. And that's when I busted it out. And that's when I began building my own creations and a big, larger buildings, which first started by taking apart the Simpsons house and oh, repurposing yeah. it and turning it into... Uh, like a tune-up station. I melded it with the tune-up station set from about two years ago or last yep. year. And I put those two things together and then that got me really into it because I made it with a little lift and all this kind of stuff. And a, a little, it was an awesome creation. Yeah, it was real. And it just came out of nowhere. And that's when I was like, okay, now I get it. And then I took all the Lego that I had sitting around and put it into a big pile and sorted it 
And then I realized, hey, I have enough pieces to build a bunch of other things. And that's when I really started building things. But it is expensive because if I think about all the money and all the different sets <laughs> yeah, had to be taken apart, you know, it's not all extra pieces, you know? The, uh, the, um, one of the, I don't remember which website it is, Rebrickable or one of those ones, there's a spot where you can inventory it and it will take the, take like the eBay prices of what the sets are going. And I put most of my sets in there just to kind of have an idea. And it's a, it's a scary number. It adds up real fast. Yes. But at it the same does. time, they actually, I mean, Lego is an, a, not a terrible investment. I mean, most of the stuff, like I just, mm -hmm. I could sell most of my minifigures that I have off and pay for almost everything I purchased. Yep. So, I mean, there's, if you know how to sell them and can sell them, I mean, that's a whole different story, but that is true. And I have saved every box and every yep. paper instruction from 98% of all the Lego I have purchased as an adult. I have yep. just a big, big room, a half a room of boxes. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's worth it. I, I have told Claire a few times that if something ever happens yeah. to me, before she starts selling off Lego, she needs to contact you so you can tell her what <laughs> what, what she needs oh, to no. sell and what she needs to not sell. And, well, I hope that doesn't that's, happen. Yeah, no. it's, it's, some of that stuff is just crazy. Like the man, I was looking at there was one of the first Aven Lego Avengers sets that I got, and it wasn't even from a big one. It was like a, I don't remember if it was from Civil War or one of those. And one of the minifigures in that set is worth like sixty dollars, and the whole set was like yeah. thirty dollars when yep. I purchased it. So, I mean, it's, there's no rhyme or reason to some of that stuff. Well, I'm sure there yeah. is, but the, val the value of some of the stuff is just still blows my mind. Yeah. Well, you just saw, I just picked up like, th I paid 30 bucks for like, I don't know, must've been five, 10 pounds of Lego and sitting on top was an incredible Hulk figure that's worth 30 bucks. Yeah. So I, as soon as I saw that in the picture, I was like, I know that. And then I looked it up. I was like, okay, I'll get that and picked it up. And I have all this. <laughs> now I have all this Bionicles shit. <laughs> That's what yeah. happens. I don't know what I'm going to do with the Bionicle build Mecca. But yeah, for me, what are your favorite themes? I mean, I love the way I, the sets they make. I do love, you know, mm -hmm. and it's not that I don't always like IP. It depends how it comes out. Like for instance, one of my favorite IP series that they did was the Lone Ranger sets. I thought those were awesome, man. And I have almost all of them. Now I had to go back at those. That is some stuff that I was looking for too. And they didn't, a lot of people don't have them, but that yeah, was just, they the prices were, on that stuff is good. Cause those are awesome. So I don't have any of those. I think I was out at the time that they, uh -huh. I was out of Lego the time they were out, but in order to, you try and buy them now and they're way, I mean, they're, their, Nobody liked that movie, dude. It's crazy. Because, <laughs> yeah, who, who bought them? Yep. They probably, there's a, probably a ton of them in a landfill somewhere. They were. And at the end, that's the crazy thing is you'll – and it happened – and I, at, when, that was one of the things I was laughing at some people or the, the guy, older dudes who I was seeing at the uh, Bricks Cascade. I had a couple conversations where they were like – pointing at something that was like $900 and being like, remember that when that was $20 at Toys R Us? <laughs> uh -huh. Because it was like some off sub theme that they don't make anymore and people just want yeah. it. And yeah, that's what I'd like. I, but I, so I like the IP. It depends on how much effort they put into it. Yep. And I think for the, for a lot of times they put a good amount of effort 
Lately, I think they've been putting more like the the stuff they did for this new Batman movie looks pretty damn cool. They're using a yep. lot of different parts that are expensive or that are hard to find that look interesting. There's interesting ways that they put it together. You could see the way you could take it and make it a part of something different. You know what I mean? Well, it's even like, the, the uh, are those new Batman sets? It's not part of the, this Batman movie, but it came out with this line. Is uh, There's a new Tumblr from the Dark Knight. Yes, yep. And it's a little one. I didn't get the big one. Just like the little $30 one or whatever it was. And it it actually is really cool. I mean, it fits it. It doesn't look out of place sitting next to a Speed Champion set, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. That's what yeah. I like is when they can find the universality in the IP, I enjoy it. And I say, mm-hmm. okay, because that could be, I could see that as being a part of a city or in real life, yeah. not just a movie. Um, right. Or something fun, or maybe somebody, you know, you soup it up, you add some pieces to it and it becomes something weird or cool or steampunky and or something, you know, there has been a couple of IPs too, that really technically should be modulars because the build is exactly the same. It's the Ghostbusters firehouse and yep. the daily bugle that just came out last yeah. year. Yes. Those are modular sets. I mean, the detail in those is the same. I mean, it's, those are also really amazing. They're also like, well, the Ghostbusters set was who knows how much that is yeah, now. But very that expensive. was a three hundred dollars set. Daily Bugle, same thing. So the, you have the some Daily of that stuff Bugle, is right? Very much so. You got the Daily Bugle, didn't you? Yes, and yeah. I also have the, the. I got the Ghostbusters Firehouse. My that was another present from my wife for some major event. I don't remember what. So I have both of those sets, and I love both of them. Yeah, that's uh, the I uh, the <clears throat> Daily Bugle one. I think I will purchase because you're right. It you could very easily shift they give you enough parts i saw that you can because in the front of it there's like a broken window or so there's like a battle yeah. that's taking place yep but they give you enough parts that you can replace that and you can it looks just like a very cool building which is what i did yeah. and I, I i i built it like half i think i left it that way for 20 minutes like the original build and then i tore the tore the the uh the part where it looks like the goblin is exploding i I fixed it so it may look like a regular building. I mean, it looks, it looks like a, like a skyscraper. It doesn't yeah. look. I mean, you could easily remove the Marvel stuff off of it, and it would look like a skyscraper that would fit it. Just fits in perfectly. Yeah. I think you would love that set. Yeah, I do. The IP stuff is cool, but the thing is, is overall, you know, I know that they are only able to do, and we're only able to make an investment in just from reading that Lego book and. And like reading mm-hmm. articles about it and stuff that it was the Star Wars, Harry Potter, DC, Marvel, because they used to do the DC stuff too, right? Or yep. They had more of it, like the whole universe. Um, but uh, I mean, because Batman is DC, but that's more the movie Batman than they yeah. regularly do a lot of Marvel stuff. Um, what was I saying? It does. It helps. It inflates prices, though, like they it because they pay for the IP or Star Wars, especially um, it makes things so expensive. And Lego really is not a it's an expensive hobby. It really is. Yeah, And pretty much I think what kind of how I have looked at it is basically anything that's got a Disney sticker on the corner, you're going to add 10 or 20 percent of the cost to almost everything. Yeah. And that's why I always like have if, if, you ta- if you're taking, uh, like if you're taking just like pieces to pieces and that kind of thing. So yeah, you get way more bang for your buck if it's a non-licensed item. There's no doubt about it. Yeah. 
but that's okay. Right. Like I, you know, that's, they're a company, right. And they, that's, I understand that. And I, I, I can, I'm not going to get upset about that because then it affords them the opportunity to make a series of flowers. You know what I mean? Or to do ideas, which we've mentioned. And if people are listening, they don't know Lego ideas. I have an idea. I have a Lego ideas set up right now. My medieval carriage house, which is when they allow fans to design something either through computer design. There's a program called studio. Um, and there's another, there's probably other programs too that people use, but studio has like all this, like the official Lego studio and all the pieces are in it and all that. Um, you can then get enough votes. You need 10,000 and then they review it over a series of years, really. And then they review it and it could possibly become a set. And they started doing those slowly, but now they do them all the time. You know, there's, there's, I think they approve two or three a year. Yeah. Oh, I think we're losing you there a little bit. You still there? And you still, Yep, I'm Ooh, still there. Okay, cool. Can you hear me? Um, yep, I can hear you. Okay. But um, that's it gives them the opportunity to do stuff like that, to do the art things like, you know, the Beatles or Elvis, like I was talking about, or all like to just experiment and do different kinds of sets with these bricks. It's pretty amazing what they come up with. I think part of it is that when, uh, like with Luke, being five years old or four years old when I really started bringing Lego around him, what really he really started playing with the first was his the when he got a Captain America minifigure or he got a Spider-Man figure or a Stormtrooper. That's kind of what got him used to yeah, using Lego. And yes. now now that true, it's been true a year or so of him being around Lego, he doesn't care as much about the Captain America or the or the uh, Stormtrooper. He but he he wants he uses them still, but what, he wants to build a motorcycle for him or for him or build a lot of other things. So I think in some ways that IP. It almost works as a gateway drug for those little kids, for lack of a better term, yeah. to get them into Lego. And the more people learn to Lego, the better, I think, because I think it's a great hobby. So I think that's a big part of it. Because a lot of those, like say, a lot of those young sets, like some of the young Marvel sets, I've got one sitting here. It's a little, it's a little ridiculous Hulk car. It's a purple car that Hulk <laughs> drives around, and it's got big Hulk fists on the front. Luke thinks it's the greatest thing in the world, and leading him to get more in, just into Lego in general. So I yeah. think that's part of a good thing about the IP as well. That's true. And it's recognizable stuff. I mean, it is cool when they make, like they just announced today, they're going to actually though, I think it's like the second or third time they've done it. They're doing the back to the future DeLorean, but this yep. time it's going to be much more, it's a much better design. It's a much fuller and I think it's a more complicated build as well. It's more geared toward adults because that's the thing that they recognized too, is they were like, Hey, if we're doing all, if adults are buying all these like star Wars sets, anyway, we can make these bigger, huge, like uh three, four, $500 sets of the millennium Falcon. And then also do one that's $110 right or like 80 yep. like they can kind of do them in levels where i think that's kind of a cool thing too because then it makes it a little bit more accessible for like a kid too right like they have to think about yeah. it that way um what was some of the questions you had is there a theme you wish they would create or bring back you had that question i'm asking you what do you think yeah 
Um, well, the thing I wish they would create, and they kind of started to do it already, is sports stadiums. Yeah, they've done. I mean, they've done the, the some soccer, of the soccer stuff yeah. in England, but I want to see a Yankee Stadium or Fenway Park or some of these very the Rose Bowl. I mean, just these some of these iconic stadiums. I think could be. I mean, they would obviously not be cheap, but I think that would be a cool a cool thing to do. And I mean, there's tons of stuff I wish they would bring back a little heavier, whether it be space or castle or a Western theme, but that's kind of my, and you know what I, I should say too, my favorite theme. I don't really have a favorite theme. It's kind of like, um, well, like my movie or TV watching, I have just a very wide variety yeah, that I like. So definitely. there's different, I pick and choose different things for almost every, with the exception of like Duplo and, and some of the friends, some of the dots and some of that stuff, I kind of pick and choose out of everything. So, yeah, definitely. I like that idea, and that'd be cool. Like, and then they could do old stadiums too. Like, they could do old Giants Stadium. Yeah, they could have like the original Yankee Stadium and all that kind of. That's cool. I like that idea. Yeah, for me, I like when they do space. I always love space stuff because it's cool. Um, mm. I do wish that they would bring back more of the Viking. Um stuff that they have done in the past. I do like pirates too. I think some of the, even though I don't, I've never really loved too many of the pirate sets. I wish though. I like that. The, uh, ideas one that came out. Oh, I the, didn't get it. Barracuda Bay. Yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I don't know. I just, honestly, the thing I wish more than anything that they would bring back is the creator three in one houses. Because like I said, that's the thing that originally got me really into Lego. And I wish that they would do more stuff like that. Apartment buildings, different style of homes, um, just different. And, even you know, they came out with a house a year or two ago and I got one of them and it's not even a, it's so disappointing. Yes, I it's, know exactly what you're talking ugh. about. Yep. And it's like the back is opened or it's a weird bill. It's just, yeah, yeah, it's not, it doesn't feel as full as like a real model like those other houses are. So I mean, that, the, that's the, what I the wish. Thing I, the best thing about it was that I liked the part. There was so many nice blue transparent pieces that I didn't have a lot of and I wanted more of those pieces. And that's the main reason I bought it was for the parts and not even for the actual yeah. house that's. I, I agree with you. They need to bring some housing or apartment stuff back because there really isn't anything. I just like think that. they would kill, man. And buildings too. Like if they did, if they did like a little bodega, if they did like a little um, uh, freaking shoe store, even or something silly, you know what I mean? Like a hat store. If they just did a series of stores, like had a sub theme called like Lego mall and they were all like little stores that you could put together or something. I don't know. Well, I, I they've just, had a, they've like had a couple of, cause I got one here. It was a three in one here a year or so ago. It was a toy shop. Yeah. A little toy I, shop. Yeah. That was, yep. it wasn't a hundred percent modular, but if you got, two it was them, close you make it pretty yeah. easily. Yeah. But it's not still not the same as the ones you're talking about. Exactly. Yeah, it's, it's still not the same, right? Like it's, yeah. it's kind yeah. of like that, but it's, but that's the thing is, the thing I'm referencing is something they actually did, right? Yep. So I wish, so since they already did it, I feel like, hey, you should do, and and again, it would kill because they're, a lot of the older folks, 
if they came out with like an apple tree house like that, and originally when that came out, that was like 70 bucks or something, or maybe 80 bucks, maybe. Yep. I would have bought three of them. You know, yeah. those are so cool. And if I ever see those on, I think I, some of the houses I have a duplicate of, cause you see like on Facebook, someone has them for like 20 or $30, right? They don't know really, mm-hmm. they're not into it. Yeah. Don't know what they have. Yeah. But that is, that's what I really wish they'd get back into. Cause I, I do like the architecture series, but that's really, again, very expressionistic in miniature. And that's that's more of a display thing, yeah, anyways. Definitely. I mean, not that the other stuff isn't display, but this, that's like something you would buy and you'd put, if you were in an office and you put it on your desk at an office or something. Yeah. That's kind of how I see those architecture sets. Yeah, man. Yep. So, what has been your uh, what has been the reaction of your friends and family to your Lego obsession, Andy? <laughs> well, my. My wife has been extremely supportive of it. She she thinks it's a fairly, I don't want to say harmless, but she understands why I like it and has been very supportive of it and doesn't have an issue. Obviously, my son, well, my oldest son loves it. My youngest is too young to realize it yet. Other people, it's very mixed. Some of them are like, think it's the coolest thing in the world. (laughs) And it's kind of like the, there's like a certain kind of person that just, Anytime that somebody's passionate about something, they love it, even if they don't get it. Yeah. So I get a lot of those people that are like, that's so awesome that you're passionate about it and you love it. Other people are kind of like, really, you're playing with toys yeah. and I have to sit and, and it's, I don't know, it's extremely mixed. I mean, I know, you know, I have to give uh, credit to my mother-in-law who has been, was a huge, huge proponent of my Lego stuff. She was never afraid to give me for Christmas presents, give me Lego when everybody else was getting ties and like adult things i'm sitting there getting a box of plastic toys so so it's been very mixed some people extremely supportive other people not i don't don't want to say supportive but a lot of them will think it's weird that i'm playing with toys or so it's and a lot the other crazy thing is that a lot of the times when people are like that when i show them what i have their tune changes because most people that don't know what lego is don't understand it until you see it in person, yeah, like yeah. some of the stuff that's now available. So I don't know what, how, how has it been with you? Um, pretty much the same way, man. I mean, I think that being like an older geeky gen X dude is kind of, it's not that rare. You know what I mean? So yeah. I think that there's a general stigma that exists too. Um, like, Oh, now you're going to convince me how artistic it is or something. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be like, yes, actually I will. Um, do you have 25 <laughs> minutes or maybe 25 hours? Um, but yeah, pretty much the same way, man. But yeah, my, my wife oh, loves it that she, you know, I mean, not loves it, but she loves that. I love it. Like you were saying, that's yep. more like, I, I don't think that <laughs> like I, <laughs> I, the other day I kind of cleaned up in the house and, uh, I put, um, I took, I put away a lot of my models and I put up the modulars and she walked past and she was like, I didn't know you had all these. And I was like, yeah, honey, you don't go into the garage and look at them. Do you? She's like, no. Oh my God. These are, these are cool. That doesn't look too bad. And I was like, oh, okay, good. That's a positive reaction. But um, <laughs> she supports it, and of course, Lachlan thinks it's super cool, and his all his friends think it's super cool. But other adults, and my mother-in-law too, and and 
uh, immediate in-laws have been very supportive, definitely, of the Lego. But it's usually friends or other people are kind of like, you know, they don't really get it. You know what I'm saying? I think since I could show them... Now, I think like you're saying, if you show them something that you built, right? And you Mm -hmm. say, hey, I came up with that. Then I think there is a different attitude. They're like, oh, that's interesting. Okay, that's a different angle on it. But still, it's not total acceptance because it is, in a sense, a toy. I had a woman recently at Walmart when I bought a Lego hand it to me and go, here's your toy. <laughs> uh, well, I know when I when I purchase things, especially if I buy it at Walmart or Target, though, I'll, I'll always get the, do you need a gift receipt with that? Yeah. And I'm like, no, well, I don't need a gift me. receipt. Um, yeah. So, and I don't, and you know, but you know what the thing is? I don't care. I really don't. Yeah. I, I totally get it because like, honestly, if someone, if another dude or whatever shows me like their shoe collection, whether it be like, you know, high heels or sneakers or whatever, my eyes are just going to glaze over. You know what I'm saying? Like I have one pair of shoes. (laughs) That's the other, the other thing I have found too, like, like I said before, like a lot of my, my uh, interest in Lego seams is so varied that I found that a lot of times when somebody is skeptical of it, I've got something that will be an in for them. Like they yeah. just released a John Deere tractor that I have. There well, I obviously farm and I know lots of farmers. Well, I can show them that. And all of a sudden, Lego, wait a minute, Lego actually is kind of cool. So, I mean, yeah. so, or if I know somebody is into back to the future, I can show them like the little, I've got that one of the original little DeLoreans, like the right small size ones. I can say here, check this out. It's a back to the future Lego. And I can kind of, I kind of use that to my advantage to get people to realize how, how cool they can be. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, man. It's a it's a long and winding road, but I look at it like I was saying, like it's you can get someone interested in a certain piece, but overall if they're not into it, there I can yeah, understand well, yeah. it. I'm not gonna try to like push it on anyone or anything or like say you have to think it's so cool or be into it or whatever. Oh, yeah, because, I gave up on doing that with my yeah. interests a long time ago. If somebody else likes what I like that's great. And I will love that. But if they don't, I'm not going to waste my time pushing yeah. out on them. Even if they make fun of me or something like say, Oh, you're playing with playing with toys or playing with Legos or something, or just that general attitude or just be like, yep, that's exactly. Yeah. Right. And I have a lot of, or, or I'll like say it. something like, well, yeah, but I also didn't put in a $500 new exhaust system. On my <laughs> or, what, I mean, everybody's got, everybody spends money on things. They exactly. probably don't really need to. So yep. you do, every, everybody's just has you their own different judge. things. So. Yeah. yeah, that's true. But I will say though, what we were saying before, which is the thing about Lego, it actually is a good investment. And if you, if you get into it, you can use that to its advantage in that you can get thing, get bricks and pieces and things and minifigs for cheaper. You can buy things when they're on sale or do like we're talking about where you get free sets and points, which you can then, which Lego has a very awesome, um, a VIP program where you can get money off like, that thing that I bought, it was really like $30 cheaper 
or $40 yep. cheaper because of those points that get me free Lego, which yes, they're locking you into Lego, but you know what? That's okay. Yeah. <laughs> We're yeah. doing a That's podcast exactly about right. Lego. That's all right with me. Um, so mm-hmm. it does benefit you and you get, and also just getting pieces like the stage that I'm at with trying to build stuff getting different pieces or buying somebody's collection for 30 or 60 bucks that they essentially probably paid three or $400 for. Right. Yeah. I was going to say add a zero almost yeah. every time on those big random exactly. boxes. Right? Cause I'm, cause I'm never, I'm never going to sell that for that. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Yep. And because I know what it's worth and that they do retain their value. And even if I take apart a set, if I still have the pieces, I can put it that back together. Now, it's not exactly an easy thing to do, but since I love Lego, that's kind of fun. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? You're exactly right. That is part of the fun. To like try to recreate. If somebody was like, for instance, the one modular I have that I'm not in love with and I keep on debating whether I'm going to turn it into a weird MOC or do something with it or sell it is the fire station the fire brigade. Uh, that was oh. actually the first one I got and it's just not, I mean, it's kind of cool, but I just, I'm not really that. I just, I'm not that. I wasn't that impressed with it. I don't really like it that much. Um, but, uh, Oh yeah. I've, I'm looking uh, at a picture of it now. I, I don't think I've really even looked at that one. I didn't, I've only been in modulars for a couple of years here. So I'm some of the older sets I'm not as familiar with. Yeah. That one is, that one is pretty cool. But like I said, I don't know. But if I did sell it, I have the instructions. I have the box. You know what I mean? And I could get like, I don't know, like three to 500 bucks for it. I could get definitely a lot more than what the initial purchase was. Yeah, the initial investment for sure. And even if I had to like find my extra pieces and put it back together, that's part of the fun. It was fun for me when I unpacked everything, when I finally during Corona decided to unpack everything, just finding, I was actually hoping when I took a bag out, because I was smart, I just put it in a bag because it's Lego. If it falls apart, guess what? You get to put it back together. You like doing that. Yeah, that's the the whole point. Yeah. Yeah. So I had all of a sudden, I got to rebuild all my old sets. It was so fun. Because they got crushed in the bag, which I kind of wanted them to, you know, nothing got broken because they're Lego pieces. It came apart, you know, and a lot of them I took apart because you can, I didn't want to stress certain parts of it, you know? So in the end, it is actually, uh, an expensive hobby, but one that if you're smart about, you can also make some money off of, you know? Mm-hmm. If you sell Definitely. certain yeah, sets I mean, that you have, yeah, like I said, even even open set, if you have them unopened, I mean, most most yeah. sets are double their value, like within two or three years if you unopen them. But even if you open them, they they never lose value. It's not like anything else. It's not like a new car. The second you drive it off the lot, it yeah. drops in value. They they hold their value. It's it's pretty insane. And it's not going to, and it's not going down. Um, no, you know, judging from being a part of this and seeing how many more adults are getting into it. And how many people are enjoying it? Because like we said, you talked a little bit about it, but like, why do you love Lego? Because it's creative, it's fun, but it also is very like a de-stressor. It's relaxing. You get well, to and follow one of the, instructions. One of the I, people, you know? now that, I mean, because for a long, for a few, first few years, most people didn't know I was into Lego. 
And, or like when I got back into it huge five or six years ago, and when I start telling them it's a stress reliever now, they're like, really? And I'm like, it's basically a 3d puzzle, but it's a puzzle that you can change the puzzle after you make it. And that, excuse me. Okay. That actually is why, I mean, that's, I I found that people understand that a lot more because tons of people have used puzzles for, have used them for stress relief yeah, forever. And that's words, really what any Lego type is. of puzzle. It's a 3D yeah, puzzle, yeah. and you can change the picture of the puzzle if yeah. you want to. It's and hey, it's there's a, how just many, amazing. How many people play Wordle? Yeah, right. Exactly. In a sense, that's what it is. You have, and I, you know, it is. It's very relaxing, and um, yeah, I find even like building my own things or having an idea, it, it it's just it's a great feeling to be able to create something and make it work and just really also the, the number of piece they've made so many different crazy pieces to just kind of go through them and look at them and think about ways you can use them. And when you see the inventive way people use things, um, like, uh, when I w- I think we were sharing like different ways that people use the hot dogs, like a little yeah. hot dog or, or different ways people use even like a head or different. I've seen people make like a roof with legs with like yeah, Lego I think there legs. was a hot dog tree. I mean, there's yeah, tons of things like that, but you don't even know it's that until you really look yeah. down into it. You know, it's, it's really yeah, yeah, cool it's, stuff. They're like able to that. disguise create like, I've seen people make a uh, like a Lego X-wing out of only uh, brick separators. I yeah, mean, it's yep. it's just crazy what people can do. The creativity that you can do with this stuff. It's very fun. It's very fun, man. Well, I mean, there's we could talk endlessly about Lego. We could keep on talking, but I think we kind of covered introductory. We should do another Lego podcast. Oh, I think I think we could definitely save the rest yeah. of what we have for for later, and then we can give updates to. How, how crazy we've gotten. I like it too. Cause I like to see if anybody listening or who listens to the pod too is interested in Lego or what experience they have with it. Yeah. Our friend Jay from Jay and Jack, the old lost podcast. Who's they're still podcasting. Of course he has a thing called geek dad life. And he talks sometimes about different uh, toys and Lego and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, that's some interesting stuff. It's a little harder. I've noticed it's a little hard. Like there's a lot of podcasts and YouTube about um, figures and stuff, you know, like figure arts and Star Wars figures and even old toys. Yeah. But when it comes to Lego, it really does tend more towards what people have built and yeah. and stuff like that, because that's like the fun part of it is that even if they come out with a cool set, like you're saying, like whether it's a modular or even a little car or something, right? Yep. That is only a suggestion, right? Like that's the famous thing about Lego. Like they'll say that if you read anything or you hear interviews with the designers, when you ask like, why are there always, they always have extra pieces and, you'll look at sometimes you'll look at something, you'll be like, there should be something else there. And they're like, yeah, we did that on purpose. So you try Like you're saying, encourage the creativity and the building. And I always, I, that's what I appreciate most about Lego is well, that. And that's, that, that's actually one of the reasons why I wanted to get the police station 
that the modular police station because a couple weeks ago I had seen somebody that had done a uh, that had turned it into a Gotham police station. So yeah. it had a big uh, bat signal up on the roof and it was decked <laughs> out with Gotham Batman type <laughs> stuff. And I'm like, I, I've got a ton of Lego Batman stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I want to try and do something like that. So I'll, I'll build the police station originally and then I'm going to be changing it right away because I want to turn it into a Batman Lego yeah. station or a police station or a Gotham police station, I should say. So, See, that's inspiring, Yeah, I've already got ideas. Man. I don't even have – the set hasn't even been delivered yet. and I'm, I've already got ideas on it. So. Uh, yeah, I like that. That's why I'm thinking with that fire brigade – it was Lachlan wanted me to turn it into a dance club and he didn't even know uh, what was that freaking church limelight that was at a, that the club in New York that was in a church, but he, was, oh, he, was, he yeah, didn't even know about that, what, but I he, know what you're talking about. Yeah. But he wanted me to I turn can... it into like a club and I just picked up some of those pieces for amps and speakers. Oh yeah. The Bricks uh, cascade. Yep. Maybe I should do that. And there's that. probably some stuff in that, uh, and those video sets too, isn't there? Some musical stuff. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Uh oh, here we go. That might be <laughs> yeah. the thing I so have to do. Maybe we should only do the Lego podcast every once in a while because we'll just start uh, come up. We'll with get ourselves ideas. into trouble. Yeah, it's so fun, man. It's so fun. Well, we 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 could talk on and on, but it is getting late, later for you <laughs> than for moi. But um, I don't know. How do you want to end it? What uh, what are you uh, what are you looking forward to? building or purchasing next in the Lego world most? Well, hmm, I'm trying to, I mean, I keep hearing rumors that they're, and that's totally going to the IP thing, but I keep hearing rumors that there's going, there could be a big uh, Avengers tower at some point. That would Ooh. be my dream thing. Cause I just, I love the big, I just love the big, huge, like I said, that daily bugle really, I just loved it. And I, and I'm also a minifigure guy as well. So it's those things always come with that. I would love something like that. As far as my next build, it will probably be, well, I'm not sure. I don't know if I'll do the dive into the police station right away or not. I also have the, the Lego tree house that I, I would like to build. That's been sitting in a box oh, for quite a while. I got wow. on sale around Christmas time Yeah, that's for a huge. good deal. The, the big Lego ideas, Christmas tree that comes with two sets of, like it has the green leaves or you can change it to fall. So it has the yellow and orange leaves. Yeah, that's beautiful. Something about that set. I've seen it in person a few times and just fascinates me. So I might go to that one next. But that is that falls into the where are you going to put it? Because that is big. Well, luckily, luckily, I have a large basement and I've got a pool table that hasn't been used. Well, since the kids were born. So in over five years and. My project over the summer, hopefully, with my dad, who has a big wood shop, is to build something that we can put over the top of the pool table oh, and nice. make some type of miniature Lego That's city awesome. type yep. thing, hopefully, on the pool table as a new Lego table. Yeah. That's also on the on the deck for Lego-related projects over the summer, hopefully. So we'll see if I get to that or not, but... And then, of course, Luke knows about it. So Luke wants to help build the city as well. So that's also fun, just doing that stuff with him. So, Yeah, that's the dream, man. Well, you know, my neighbor, before he moved, he was like, yeah, I'm going to build. And he's such a great God, The guy's so such a great carpenter, too. And he had like a whole shop in his garage. And he was like, yeah, I'm going to build this for you. And then he moved. And then I haven't heard I was gonna, him. I was going to ask you what happened with yeah, that. Yeah. So that's too bad. Yeah, I didn't want to put him on blast just in case anyone yeah. knew my neighbor that I don't remember his name, but, uh, yeah, nah, so that's okay though. When I, when we, I, we're, we're going to move probably in the next year or so. 
And one of the stipulations is that, uh, hope it's not really a stipulation. I just hope that we can <laughs> find something with a basement or another room or something, yeah. you know, where I can put like a whole city. Cause that's what, that's really what I want to do is I have an interest in building like a little park where there's a bridge or a little playground, or that's what I want to do. I really want to try to build like a whole city and not just put a bunch of buildings next to each other, but have different parks and, and, and build like little, you know, weird things in the backyard and pathways and empty fields. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I want to build like a whole world like that. That's really what I want to do. And I'm starting. I remember, I remember when we first started talking about Lego, back and forth a lot of it was talking about how we were both going to build these giant cities and that that's it's been at least a year do. or two and that we neither one of us has progressed on it yet so but i like that we're both still thinking that yeah you gotta take but you know what i try to do it in my mind and i think what i might and i've already started doing it a little bit here and there and with other little sets little mocs i did which is make like just do it on like one plate you know and then later that could be placed somewhere right so like hey this is just a little plate of a field that i'm gonna do and then later i have four fields that i made or something you know and you kind of have you have to think about it for a long time because something that big you can't just at least in my in my mind it's hard to just sit down and just start building the whole thing i've got to think about it for a long like yeah. i haven't done nearly as many mocks as you have but when i've done some of those i sit and i think about them for sometimes days or yep. weeks and think yeah. about what i'm going to do before i start to dive in Just i mean i'll, I'll mess it. with stuff after i get started but i need to have some type of blueprint in my head a little bit before i definitely i mean then sometimes i get totally thrown apart but a, a big city like that it's hard i think it would be harder at least for me to do it just free freestyling the whole thing so I, that's part of why I've still got all these ideas in my head that I don't know. <laughs> we'll, we'll see. You mentioned the minifigs and that's the little Lego figures. They're called minifigures for people who aren't that into Lego who are listening to this still. Um, <laughs> still an hour into it. Now you're into Lego. Um, yeah. but, uh, the minifigs, that can be inspirational to me. Like when I built that, um, uh, that, big uh uh tuning station and get like basically like fix it shop auto body shop it was really because i just was had the idea of like this little minifigure that came with the other this old car that was like a giveaway for i can't remember which set it was i think it was it wasn't the diner maybe it was the diner or something but uh they gave it away about at the same time even though i didn't get the diner i got the free car Oh yeah. And it had like a dude with like a big pompadour or something. And then I just <laughs> wanted to be able to park that. So like him have a play. So the minifigures are fun too. That's a thing because that's a whole subsection. Like some people are just really into the minifigures and I yep, really, I've, I can I was gonna say, I've, I had a phase where I was really into the minifigures. Yeah. So I've got a pretty substantial minifigure collection. But oh, I love that. Too. It's, it's hard to get, it's, it's easy to fall into that trap and hard to get out of it. So I'm very cautious with the minifigures know, now, man. When, I, when we went to that place, I spent like 22 bucks just on the two gingerbread, the mom and the dad and the little baby from the gingerbread house set. Oh, you did I, get those. Yeah, I remember you said you yeah, were on the lookout for them. I got them for like 10 and 12 bucks each. And then I walked down and someone else had them for eight each. And I was like, damn it. 
but I was like, you know, whatever. before we go, we, we do need to say you kind of oh. glazed over it a little bit, but anybody that's still listening to this, go to the Lego ideas page and vote for your mock that you have. Excellent. You have something up. You need to talk about. Oh, that thank Get you. Get some publicity right. for it. All right. So yeah, you should go. It's uh, my medieval carriage house. And that was actually the inspiration behind that is that I got the Lego ideas, medieval blacksmith, and it has a carriage, but there was nowhere to put the carriage. And I also wanted to build a carriage. So I built a carriage and I built the uh, whole carriage house to go into it. And then I kind of got obsessed with looking at pictures of real old carriage houses and they would have these like lofts above where the stable was on the bottom. So I used the pieces, which I love, which are just like the one by six or eight long pieces and created a bunch of like a uh, frame, like timber framework on the top floor of it. And it was just really fun, man, that thing, it took me a while to build it, but it was super fun. It was really was inspired by the medieval blacksmith, which I love the medieval stuff. I definitely, for me, there's kind of a difference between medieval and knights and castle. Oh yeah, definitely is. And I prefer, I like the knights and the castle stuff, but I think I prefer the medieval stuff more because it falls in line with the buildings and architecture. Uh, but yeah, it's medieval carriage house. You can look it up. I'll put the link in think, the show notes. I think the last time I checked, you were you're getting approaching that one thousand votes. I think you're getting not too far away. Yeah, I'm at seven seventy four. I had and it's it, only been on there what a month? Uh, yes, a little less than a month. Let, or when did? Uh, oh so, no, wait. When did I start? I, I, oh no, a little over. If a anybody month. doesn't know. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, that was all I was going to say. It was a little over a month. Okay. I was going to say anybody that doesn't know what we're talking about, there's a, it's a website called Lego Ideas. Just yeah. go there. I think you have to make an account. Yeah. And you can actually put the link in there. But all you have to do is set up an account and you just vote for it and just say, I support this. And that's all you need to do. And maybe Axel will get cool enough that we can be amazing. <laughs> well, the fun thing was, is the other day, I kind of was leaving it alone and I wasn't really pushing it a lot um, for a couple weeks. I was just letting it go on its own and, and the votes were trickling in. I would get like 15, 10, whatever a day, maybe 15 a day. You know, that was cool. But then I decided to take a picture of it with the inspiration because I, I made it purposefully for people who have bought the medieval blacksmith. Yep. I thought yep. they looked good together. So I took a picture of them together and I put that up on the Facebook and different Instagram and stuff. And I got like 44 people yesterday. And the pace you need to set is you need to average like, I think it's like between 15 and 17 a day over two years. And you'll hit 2000, you'll hit 10,000. And that's that, that picture that I didn't realize. Cause I don't think, cause I obviously saw pictures of it when you were building through the whole process before you had put anything online. And I don't think I, you ever, I ever saw a picture of the two of them put together. I didn't realize the scale of how big it is compared to the, I thought it was a lot smaller than it actually yeah. is. But that it, that's the scale that you gave it by putting it next to the blacksmith was, that was the right move. That, I think that 
that's going to get, that's going to help a lot. I think. Yep. I think it will too. Yep. Definitely. And thanks for reminding everybody, Andy. All right. Well, let's let's. We're, I'm I'm having a little trouble hearing you again, so I'm just gonna. I'm gonna we're gonna yeah. end the show. It's getting late. This is. But we really could just keep. We have a bunch of other things we could just keep on talking. But I feel like we should just do some Lego check-ins because I think both of us are like, will it work to do a podcast talking about Lego? I think it can work, it's- man. I think it could work too. I mean, I it's we definitely not it. a weekly pod, but we could yeah. do it a couple times a year. I think would be fine. Definitely, definitely. All right. Well, thank you, Andy, for coming on. You're the best. Best to you, to your family, to everyone out there in Minnesota. Same to you and everyone out on the West Coast. All right, and everybody baby. listening. Yes. Thank you for listening, everyone. Check us out at DVRpodcast.com. I'm going to load, I'll load a bunch of pictures up. Andy, you should send me, do you want to send me any pictures of stuff you have to put up on the website too? It's up to you, but I'll, I'll oh, put yeah, some I pictures. Can, up. I can send you some pictures. All right. We'll put that, I'll put that up tomorrow when I put the show up. And, uh, until then everyone, thanks for listening. Oh, next week, I'm going to hopefully be able to have Peter from Australia come on. And we're going to talk about some terrible reality television that we love. <laughs> some love is blind. We're going to talk. We'll talk some married at first sight, Australia and us versions. We're going to talk about the bachelor, all that kind of crazy stuff. We're going to have fun talking about, I look forward to talking to him until then. Peace out everybody. All right. Great show, man. <laughs>